The following is a production of Galactic Netcasts. Hello. Welcome to Weird World Weekly, a production of Galactic Netcasts. I'm Dave Nelson, and that's Matt Stein. Hello, Matt. Hey, with that voice, I was trying to figure out if you were doing somewhere between a death metal vocalist or Metallica. (laughs) It's been a while. I haven't listened to any death metal or any Metallica in a long, long time, so I I don't remember what they sound like, to be honest. There's not a day that doesn't go by where I don't listen to one of the two. Well, uh, you were born to rock. Yes. Um, I hit 30, though, and my rocking has kind of gone down by about 20%. Well, that happens. Um, it happens. And I used to rock and roll all night and party every day, and then it was rock and roll all night and part of every day. And <laughs> soon it'll just be rock and roll when I got some time. Yeah. No, that's that's life. Uh, priorities <sighs> shift, uh, things change, and we move on. You just, we all get older, and, and uh, life gets in the way of things. You get married and the old ball and chain keeps you down. Sorry, I love my wife. (laughs) I do too. (laughs) I'm just covering, I didn't say anything bad. I'm just covering my bases. I'm just covering my ass in case. I do it all the time. Okay, so uh, everybody, welcome to the podcast where we talk about weird stuff. I mean, we're talking like uh, the ghosts, like paranormal stuff, Uh, the conspiratorial. We've mentioned. well, what's been a good conspiracy theory that we've talked about on a previous episode? Uh, the really rich people. I can't think of what they were called. Oh. Oh. Uh, the Bilderbergs. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The yeah. Bilderbergs actually came up on a podcast of terror. Oh, cool. You know, I was thinking it would be kind of neat for us to do like a cross, um, what they call a um, crossover episode where... We talk about something that inspired an episode or inspired a movie that you guys talk about on Podcast of Terror. Deal. Okay. All right. We'll do there's that. Because a lot of there's a lot of times where we reference weird weird word week we we. It's gonna it would it's gonna take some coordination though because we record these in advance. Yes. But we could yes. save the one. But we could save the one because we don't say the date or anything. This could be any day that we're recording this. We could save the episode right and release yeah. it. The same time as um, Podcast of Terror, then we can cross promote each other. I mean, we're on the same network already, so we do that, you know. But but we have very different listener bases. Yeah, yeah. I think I think at least I'm not sure. It doesn't tell me the names of the people that listen to the Podcast of Terror. We could okay, like we we could say, hey, if you want to, like you guys on Podcast of Terror, you could say, if you want to learn more about the the actual real story behind this movie. Listen to the next episode of Weird World Weekly, and then we could say, "Well, if you want to see the what one person's interpretation of this story uh, uh, in whatever movie you guys pick, we could say that." You know what else we could do? Uh, we could record our podcast so that the listener has to play them both at the same time. <laughs> they have to line up, so you get one sentence from. Oh I'm going to start calling Weird World Weekly triple triple W. Okay, trips trips dubs. And uh, the other gets other sentence from Podcast of Terror. So it's like in the 70s where you would, you know, line up two records to get the whole sound. That's way too much work. 
<laughs> absolutely too much work, but in theory, it's a really cool idea. Yeah, it is. All right. We'll just keep it in theory for now. Okay, so uh, I was talking about paranormal. We also talk about uh, mythological stuff or anything else that fits into that weird, strange, unusual category. And how we figure out what stories to talk about uh, is this gigantic wheel that's basically the size of a battleship that uh, sits here in Canada. And you have a, you have a um, exact duplicate in Wisconsin. And on this wheel, we have these big poster board things with the names of the stories on them. And then we spin that wheel, and wherever the, the, the thing stops, wherever whatever story it stops on, that's what we talk about on, on the episode. Did I? So I, I, I lost you for a second, and I'm like, why are we talking about pirate ships? <laughs> I, I like the version of the story where people think that my arm stretches to Canada and just spins it behind you. Okay, you're you're like a superhero. Uh, you're like Stretchy Man, whatever the superhero. St- stretch Armstrong for the working man. Yeah, exactly. So uh, do your business there, Matt. Uh, stretch your arm all the way to Canada and uh, spin the wheel, okay? Good job. Oh, you know what? <laughs> I gotta stop the wheel for a second. Uh, we forgot to mention what stories are on the wheel to choose from. Ah, uh, see, so you're getting ahead of yourself. Do you wanna do you wanna uh, run through the stories that are pasted on that wheel? Yeah, we have the lighthouses surrounded by spooky legends, the poison snow conspiracy theory. All snow is poison snow, by the way. Uh, Ten strange mysteries from around the world that are still unsolved. The haunted tunnels with really creepy backstories and wartime monster sightings. Okay, so let's pick up where we left off by spinning the wheel again. Good job, Matt. And then wherever the wheel lands, that's the story that we talk about. It's starting to slow down a little bit. Could be conspiratorial, could be mythological, could be paranormal. And it looks like it's going to be paranormal. And the story is... Lighthouses surrounded by spooky legends. You ready for this? I'm so ready. Okay. So uh, this is off one of our favorite websites, or one of my favorite websites, listverse.com, and it's three of ten. So if you want to read more about other lighthouses that also have spooky legends attached to them, you can read it via the link that we will have in the show notes. So the first one of the ones that I picked, is the Talaker Lighthouse, or Talaker Lighthouse. In a uh, BBC article, several eyewitnesses detailed their ghostly encounters at this UK structure. Most of the accounts include sightings of the ghost of a lighthouse keeper pacing the walkway of the tower, which, been, which has been out of service since the 19, or the 1840s. Excuse me. Uh, several also reported feeling ill after visiting the lower part of the lighthouse. One visitor describes a trip with her husband to Talaker Beach a few years prior. There, the couple spied a lighthouse keeper wearing an old-fashioned hat and uniform at the very top of the lighthouse. Though, she insists, the lighthouse was locked up tight making it impossible for any human figure to be inside it. Both she and her husband spotted the figure from totally different vantage points. So they got this lighthouse in the UK. 
They're seeing people that are theoretically not able to be there because the lighthouse has been locked up tight for a very, very long time. Would that uh, make you want to investigate further, Matt, or run away? Uh, I'm not sure. Lighthouses have always been really creepy. Even growing up, like, on the lake. Yep. And uh, always being near that lighthouse, um, it's still really creepy. You know what I mean? There's something just creepy about lighthouses. I wonder if there is any haunted lighthouse stories on lighthouses on Lake Michigan or any of the Great Lakes. I would be very surprised if there wasn't. Um, I don't know any off the top of my head, though. I'm doing a quick Google search here. Yeah. Haunted lighthouses on Great Lakes. On Great Top haunted lighthouses in Michigan? Okay. Did you find something? There's a lot. There isn't just like... There must be a lot. Oh, Great Lakes Lighthouse Hauntings. Wow. St. Helena Haunted Lake Michigan. Oh, these are all... All these are books. Get out of your bookstore. (laughs) Get in the way. Here, I'll just go to the top haunted lighthouses in Michigan, since Michigan's kind of in between us. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to say that one. Waugashants, one of the oldest on the Great Lakes. Wow. Uh, I'm trying to skim through this to find out where it gets good. Okay. Yeah, I mean, this this list that we're drawing from is just the top ten lighthouses in the world. So, I mean, lighthouses period seem to always have, like you said, a very spooky connotation to them. So maybe they're um. A, a magnet for paranormal activity, you know? Well, they always have a big light and no, paranormal really? uh, ghosts. And, well, you know what I mean? But ghosts are attracted to power sources. Okay. So you figure if someone died in a boating accident because they were unable to see the lighthouse, their boat crashed nearby, that's the nearest power source. Okay. Oh, so that's a great theory. That's, that's a really yeah, good theory. Would, and, and a lot of these were... Like, this one became a lighthouse in 1851. Um, okay, so there was a drunk guy. I can't I remember what it was. John Herman, a drinker and funny man, was the lightkeeper here. Uh, began as assistant as lightkeeper in 1887 and in 1892 became the man in charge. Drunk one night and looking to play a practical joke on another lighthouse worker, John locked one of his assistants in the lamp room. Happy with his prank, John wandered away from the lighthouse and in his drunken state vanished into the night, never to be seen again. Once the assistant managed to get himself out, he looked everywhere but never found his boss. After his disappearance, strange things started to happen around the Wagashans. Uh, if any of the lightkeepers fell asleep on the job, their chair would get kicked out from beneath them. Everyday chores, such as coal buckets being filled, would also become mysterious. Would happen mysteriously because the ha- uh, the haunted happenings were so frequent. They eventually had a third time staffing. They had a hard time staffing the lighthouse anymore. So they built a house at White Shoals and left Wagashans to the ghost who haunted it. Or that's what the ghost story likes to say. Hmm. Interesting. And that's somewhere in Michigan. Um, yeah, it's on the northeast end of Lake Michigan. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So that might be... Northeast end of Lake Michigan. Yeah. I'm trying to... That might be near... That might not be that far away. Well, that, that would be... Northeast. That'd be on the Michigan side, obviously. But the UP is still 
I don't know. I, I forget my geography right mm. now. Oh, yeah. So it's... So there's the Mackinac Island, and there's the bridge, the Mackinac City Bridge, or the mm-hmm. Mackinac Bridge that connects the two, yeah. Wisconsin and, and the UP, or mm-hmm. excuse me, the UP and mainland. Yeah. Um, just over, there's it's like right there. Okay. Interesting. All right. Maybe we can do some research and uh, do an, uh, a further up ep- or a future episode on the haunted lighthouses of the Great Lakes. That sounds like a yeah, cool idea. And my wife wants to go on some weird weekend excursion, so I might drag her to one of these. That'd be great. Do some field research. She awesome. loves doing that stuff, so she'd probably be into it. Yeah. All right. So moving on with our list, the next one is Sequin Island Lighthouse. And I think this one was featured on an episode of one of those ghost shows. I seem to No, no, the next one I think was. This one's different. Built in 1857, it is the tallest lighthouse in Maine. One of its earliest lighthouse keepers lived there with only the company of his wife for many years. She was very lonely and took to playing the piano at night to break the silence. But her husband seemingly had no outlet for his own feelings of isolation and loneliness. Apparently driven to madness, he took an axe and bludgeoned his wife to death before committing suicide. Yeah. Huh. Many people claim to have heard the ghostly sounds of piano music floating from the lighthouse at night, even though there's been no piano inside for many years. In 1985, a decision was made to decommission the lighthouse, and a warrant officer stayed the night to ensure all furniture and other items of value were packed and put onto a boat. During the night, the officer woke up to the bed, or uh, woke up, Uh, on the bed he was sleeping in, shaking violently, and a voice screamed at him to get out of the building. He stayed until the next day to pack up all the items he came for, and he sent the boat away on, I don't know, wherever, away. (laughs) A freak accident caused the boat to sink, never to reach its destination. All right. Uh, This one, this final one, the third one is, I think... The one that I saw on, what's the what's the ghost show where they basically yell at the ghosts? It's like two ghost adventures. Ghost adventures, yeah, those guys. I think it was. I on, sadly know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, that's half the reason we watch it is just to watch them be obnoxious <laughs> on TV. So it's the New London. Maybe you've seen this episode too, Matt. The New London Ledge Lighthouse. The U.S. Coast Guard began taking shifts at the New London Ledge Lighthouse in 1939, (laughs) long after spooky things started happening there. Legend has it that a lighthouse keeper by the name of Ernie jumped from the roof of the lighthouse to the ocean below, where his body never resurfaced. Many people don't believe that he killed himself, but the official story is that he cut his own throat with a fishing knife. Oof. Yeah. That'll do it. Damn, Ernie. That'll do you the cray. <laughs> cray, cray. Uh Okay, but but Ernie allegedly refused to leave the lighthouse. His spirit frightened and annoyed the crew from the Coast Guard by making loud knocking sounds at night, pulling the bedding off of them while they were sleeping, and turning the television set on and off. Some of the keepers didn't even wait until daylight to get away from the lighthouse, calling the mainland and asking to be fetched from the place immediately. 
After the lighthouse was automated in 1987, several reports filtered from the boat crews that a figure at the lighthouse had signaled to them or tried to lure them to the dock. However, whenever these reports were investigated, not a living soul was found in the lighthouse. Hmm. So I'm pretty sure that was an uh, episode of Ghost Adventures. It was not. Oh, it wasn't. I'm going to poo-poo on you right now. Oh. Sorry, it's the... Because this did not look familiar to me. Okay. Because I know I've seen the episode because they always... Something happens, you're like, bro, bro, did you see that, bro? <laughs> um, and it's obnoxious. It's apparently the Point Sur Lighthouse. Okay. Um, the only one on this list is the Point Lookout Lighthouse, but they don't look similar. Uh, Isn't it funny how is... there's so many lighthouses with like spooky legends and, and ghosts? It's weird. Uh, revert back to what I said earlier. I know, I'm no, starting I'm... to think that I'm 100% right and I... the smartest man on earth. Yes. I think you're onto something. I think that theory holds a lot of water. <laughs> uh, I sometimes i look up. in the mirror and i'm like damn how'd you get so smart that I, never happens i look in the mirror and i think that of you as well <laughs> shut up uh you just look out your back window and go how did he get so smart yep all right so that's uh that's it right there we'll put the link in the show notes if you want to read about more haunted lighthouses in the world and remind us too if uh, if we forget to do our uh, our special haunted lighthouses of the Great Lakes. Yeah, if someone lives in Michigan and knows of one that I should drag my wife to, please by all means let me know. Yes, and you can do that by emailing galacticnetcasts at gmail dot com. You can call our voicemail number at eight zero five three two eight thirty nine sixty six eight zero five three two eight thirty nine sixty six. Or tweet at Matt. Matt, what's your uh, Twitter handle? Uh, at Matt the Lifeguard. Matt two at two T's. Yep. The Lifeguard. So actually, there's three three T's. Nope, two T's. M A T T H E L I F. Okay. G U A R D. All right, got it. So Matt he Lifeguard. Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> my Twitter handle is Dave Nelson Voice. Yeah, Dave Nelson. I've changed it like a billion times. Uh, Dave Nelson voice, or just uh, follow us. Follow Galactic Netcast on Twitter and tweet at us. We are at Galactic Netcast. All right. Uh, what else? Subscribe, please. We would really appreciate that. Go to our website gncasts.com. Subscribe to this podcast, Weird World Weekly, and Matt's other podcast, which is the Podcast of Terror. What's uh, what's the latest episode about? Uh, as of recording this, the la- latest one to come out was Nosferatu with Matt Vincent. What's the next one then? The next one that comes out this coming, oh tomorrow. Today's Monday. Tomorrow is um, Trick or Treat with Kyle Skorquist of the, uh, well they're still around, but the '80s thrash metal band Impaler. Wow. Which, in the movie Trick or Treat, the mom is holding a stack of records when she's concerned about her kid, and the first Impaler record is one of them, which okay. is why we had him on. Okay. But he, he wasn't part of the group when that Absolute, movie was... No, 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 no. He's been in the band for like five years. Okay. Um, but that came out in like 85, and Kyle and I are the same age, so we were just born. Okay. <laughs> That's I, You guys have been getting a lot of great guests. I'm really impressed. Uh, I, I luck out, because Kyle and... Uh, Travis, who was our first guest, 
um, a couple of weeks back are actually friends of mine. Okay. Matt Vincent, I just kind of was like, hey, um, you want to do this? And he was all for it because uh, he's, for those unfamiliar, he's a uh, Highland Games athlete. So he was really into the idea of not talking about exercising and nutrition and doing reps and stuff. And mm-hmm. he just wanted to talk about horror movies. So it was a little different for him, but he's he wants to come back. So I think it went well. All right, podcast. He actually want, he wants to be on this one too. Okay, well, we'll get him on one of these yeah. days. So that's Podcast Terror. You can subscribe to it at gncasts.com. What else? Oh, uh, iTunes, Stitcher. You can find us, uh, both podcasts there. We have other podcasts, too, as well. Just go to gncasts.com. I'm going to start the outro music just because we're uh, we're running out of time here. Yeah, we're wrapping up. Uh, what else? Oh, uh, Galactic Collective. You can find more information on that on our website as well at gncasts.com. Calm. Can you think of anything else before we need to leave? Matt. Phone number, voice, yeah. phone number, email, yeah. other podcasts. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Collective. Collective. Uh-huh. I think he got it all. All right. All right. That's going to You're going to have it. to get a big checklist every <laughs> yeah. time. Just check. <sighs> all right. Thank you for listening, everybody. We really appreciate it. And um, that's going to do it for this episode of Weird World Weekly. Intel. Next time we meet Matt, what do you want to do? Keep it weird. You have been listening to a production of Galactic Netcasts. For more about the show you just listened to, including how to subscribe and give us feedback, plus additional podcasts from the Galactic Network, daily news features, videos, links to our social networks, and more, go to gncasts.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com.